So today I'm going to do something a little bit different, kind of following on from, from Sue. Uh, I want to talk about... What, if I turn this on, it works better. I want to talk about the reentry team. The reentry team. Now, uh, Sue said this, and Paula said this as well, that we are the team. It's not just a few of us, but all of us together, we are the reentry team. And, and uh, one, of the, one of the quotes, uh, and, and basically, I'm going to present the material that's in this book. So if you started reading it, you're going to recognize some of this stuff. But some of you will never read it. Some of you guys don't read, quote unquote. Um, but so I will summarize some of it. But the thing that you miss out on if you don't read it is all the stories of the different people and, and what happened to them, the good and the bad. And so you kind of miss out on that. But uh, the, the principles, I think, are, are important to go over. Uh, one of the things that he says in there, and, and I'm going to quote from him a lot, is, is like, well, what's the big deal? They're just coming home. And that's kind of what we think. You know, this is home where we live here. What's the big deal? They're just coming home, right? What's... Well, if you know anything, and, and I think the truth is Rhode Islanders or Rhode Islanders, <laughs> we have trouble driving to Providence. And, and so we should know that going from one place to another is a stressful thing. I have to drive all the way to Cumberland? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not ready for that. And that's the truth. So we should know about stress moving from, from one place to another. But we did, again, we just say, oh, you know, they're just coming home. What's the big deal? But culture stress is a very real thing. And culture shock is another way it's uh, talked about. And that's what we're talking about here. And it, it goes kind of both ways. When you go somewhere, you, you know, and you're going to stay there, whatever you have, you got to get used to it. The first period of time, you're getting used to being there. But when you come back as well, they call that culture shock or culture stress in reverse. Now, uh, in, in, in this particular case, uh, the parents were raised, they're bo born and raised here in America, and and so, for them, it's kind of culture stress in reverse. But as Sue pointed out last week, the kids, they were born and raised there. So they've been back to visit. But it's different when you come back to visit, right? And, and they, they're coming back now to stay. And, and, like, how do you kind of cope with that? How do you get your mind around that? Uh, quote, Quoting Neil Perillo, and, and by the way, we, we, Neil Perillo, uh, we know Neil. He was actually the, the director at the Bible school that Paul and I went to. And then he went kind of focusing on missions, and that was, that's been his big thing. So anyways, he said this, We don't want to be ignorant of the issues that missionaries face on reentry. May God quicken us to the tremendous needs of his servants who minister cross-culturally when they come home. We, we need to have our eyes opened. We're going we're gonna to look, let's, let's go first to the book of Acts, okay? 
we're going to look at some biblical principles and kind of see uh, some of the things that, that the scriptures show us. Now, the book of Acts is, is the history book of the church, right? And it talks about a lot of different things and a lot of uh, things that happened with the, with the early church. But one of, the, one of the most important things about the book of Acts is, is it describes the expansion and, the, and the, uh, the way the gospel spread. And how did it spread? it spread? It spread by people like you and like me going out to different places and doing different things. Let's, let's start with Acts chapter 1. So we have a kind of a biblical foundation He says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said, you know, wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So this is the call that Jesus placed on them, that they would be sent out to all these different places. Now, you know, William is being sent out to different places. Now, he's not necessarily going out as uh, a full-time missionary, but believe me, he is a missionary, right? You don't have to be, you know, uh, on the payroll of a church or a missionary sending agency to be uh, a missionary, but when we go different places, you and I are all missionaries. He says, you will be witnesses. You will be my witnesses in all these different places. So there was this call, right, placed on the church. And, and the Holy Spirit would give us the words. The Holy Spirit would use, use us. Then, then we move to chapter 13. And, and a lot of things have happened between chapter 1 and chapter 13. Obviously, we, we see a lot of different things with the expansion of the church and and involvement of Peter and, and everything that happened with him and, and how the gospel opened up to the, the Gentiles as well as the Jews. But in verse uh, 1 of chapter 13, it says, In the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. So Paul and Barnabas were being now sent out by the church at Antioch, that particular body there, uh, which... Again, uh, the spread from Jerusalem had reached Antioch, and, and there was a church there. And, and, and so there, Paul and Barnabas are being sent out now from the church at the local church there at Antioch. This is the beginning of what's called the first missionary journey of Paul. How long was the first journey? Uh, we don't know exactly, but they say probably between a year and a half to two years. We kind of call that more of a short-term mission, although we have, we have mission trips where people go out now for a, just a week or 10 days. That's kind of the, the true short-term mission trips. But, but they're sent out for about a, a year and a half to two years. Uh, Anthony and Irene have been gone for how long? 17 years. 17 years. 
Now, Anthony, and I'll, and I'll throw some different things in here as we go along about them kind of relating to this. Uh, Anthony was in school in college at Taylor University, and for he took a semester abroad in Jerusalem and went to a place called Jerusalem University College. And, and that's, I think, how he kind of started to get involved with Israel. So he, it's amazing how little things lead to other things, right? He returned back home, finished college, at some point was back here at our church, not here, but um, in uh, Winman, and met Irene at our church. Eventually, they ended up getting married. They began to serve the Lord. Anthony was serving the Lord in, at uh, Calvary Chapel in, in Uncasville, and uh, so there was this double connection between our church and their church. And eventually they decided to return to, to Israel, to live there, the two of them, after they got married. And, and they worked in Jerusalem for about a year, and then they moved to the south in, in uh, the city of Beersheba, which uh, in your Bibles is spelled Beersheba. When you read, uh, it talks about all the way from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south. You'll read about that. So uh, they... They got there. So, so now, after 17 years, it's time for them to return. I still, in my mind, and, and this is me, me thinking about this, it's, it's difficult to get my mind around the, the concept, the idea that they are returning now. They're not just coming back for a visit. They're actually returning. Now, how long will they stay? We don't know. But right now, they're going to be assigned at home until God gives them some the next marching orders, right? As William, William knows, until he gets the next orders, you just got to do what you got to do until you get the next orders. And that's what they're going to do. Now jump to chapter 14 and verse 26. And this is uh, the verses that Neil talks about in the re-entry team. He says here in verse 26, from Italia, they, that's Paul and Barnabas and, and uh, the team that was with him, they sailed back to Antioch, the city where they had started from, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. And on arriving there, they gathered the church together and they reported all that God had done through them. And how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they stayed there a long time with the disciples. These are kind of the, the principles that, that uh, we want to apply to uh, this concept of re-entry. And then one more verse, Acts chapter 15, verse 35, the next chapter. It says, but Paul and Barnabas, they remained in Antioch where they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord. So they came back, they gathered together, they stayed there a long time, and now we see Paul and Barnabas, they're teaching and they're preaching, they're kind of back at it there in their home-sending church. So we're going to look at these principles basically from, from these verses that we just looked at there. And there really are, and, and again, this is all from the reentry team book. We're going to look at these five uh, vital issues. Number one, 
as they completed their assignment. Now, that's a difficult to, thing to know is when is it time to finish? You know, when you go out on the mission field, you know, have you raised up the, uh, you know, the, the people who are there to take over? to do the work that you have been doing. Now, Anthony and Irene, they planted a, a church there, and they had a, a couple there that were working with them, and, and, and God willing, they are going to you know, step up and, and continue this ministry with this fellowship. It's a small church, but it's a beautiful church. We got to go there and be a part of it and, and uh, just here back in May. But it's not always easy, but the way things are lining up now, uh, Anthony... Uh, Basically, they have been there on a student visa for like 16 years. I mean, I mean that's, like, that's like stretching it out like to the max, you know. Student visa for 16 years, like, I'm surprised they didn't say like, what kind of a deal are you doing here with us? Because they don't like people just taking advantage of, not that they were taking advantage of, they got the permission from the school Time after time after time. But, but, but now he's finished the final degree, right? And there's no other degree that he can get. And so the student visa is done. And their visa runs out like July 21st. That's why they're coming home July 17th. They leave there the 17th, get here on the 18th. So, so circumstances all coming together and, and kind of like their own personal, uh, you know, journey, like it's time. It's time. Living in Israel is not an, it's not an easy thing. Though it is, is not a third world country uh, compared to, you know, places where other places you might think of, uh, you know, and it's a, it's a democratic country, uh, in the Middle East, which is you know surrounded by non-democratic countries, uh, but it's it's a tough life. It's a very hard life, and we've been there to see it. And and so it's you know when you have threats of you know rockets coming you know into your house, and 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 the, all the houses have bomb shelters in the basement. You know if you you kind of that kind of wears on you after a while, and and so. You know, they've been through an awful lot, and, and uh, so I think they need a break for sure. Uh, and, and perhaps Paul and Barnabas, you know, they, they needed a break for sure as well. But Paul, we know Paul would go out again. We don't know what they're going to do there. Uh, he said it to me, you know, we're missionaries. So what are we going to do? Is God going to open a door for them to return? Israel is a very difficult place to get into. But there are other countries that they also uh, could go to. So that's number one. They, they feel like this is the time they need to make this break. And again, it's, it's, it's a very, very huge thing after 17 years. Number two, they returned to their home church. This is what they did in the book of Acts here, where they had been sent out. Now, as I mentioned, uh, they were sent out by two churches, by our church and the church in Connecticut. So we're kind of working together on that. They happen to be staying here because family are here. We're here. Uh, Irene's uh, mother is here. And so this is kind of like their, their home family uh, church. And, but, but, you know, the Connecticut church is just as involved in, in the situation. 
The third thing here, there it says that, that they received the church's hospitality. It says there that they stayed uh, with the disciples. They stayed there a long time with the disciples. So the, the church was, was ministering to them and taking care of them, helping them. They had sent them out. And when they came back, they didn't say, okay, so what? You know, how was your vacation? So we've been talking about this a lot lately. What, you know, what do they need? How can we help? Now, the, the vision that they have is to, to get a bus and uh, that's either, either already been um, converted to a, uh, like an RV or convert it themselves and travel uh, and, and kind of get travel to all their supporters and, and travel to different parts of the country for their kids to see this country that they're technically citizens of. But that the, we don't have a bus yet. So what we're going to do is we're going to put them up down here in our bus, in the basement, <laughs> downstairs, right? We've got a couple of rooms that we're going to fix up. And, and uh, you know, so we've got some practical things to do. But it's more than just accommodations, isn't it? It's, it's people who will understand and accept them and kind of like try to, to understand what uh, emotionally and, and, you know, they're going through. Especially the kids, because they, you know, what do the kids know? They, 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 kids are, they say they're more flexible and adaptive and that kind of thing, but they're also, they don't have the maturity to understand, like, what, what is this all about? We already see it. They had, you know, we, we talk to them and they, they, they say these things and we go like, wow, I don't know how this is going to go. Just because, just because they're kids and they don't really get it. So we're, we're called to be hospitable, right? And I think, you know, as, as a home church, this is, this is what we're, we're going to do our best. And that's kind of what I have said. We're going to do our best. It's not going to be perfect, but we're going to do our best. Number four, they rehearsed all. In other words, it, what that means is they reported everything. They, they told it, you know, the, the good. They told the bad and, and everything that had happened and in, in, the, in the time that they were away. Uh, David Guzik points out for Paul and Barnabas that the trip was a success, he says, but not without great obstacles. A lot of stuff happened when Paul and Barnabas went out for that year and a half to two years. First of all, back then, to travel was not easy. You didn't just book a flight and, you know, wonder if the 5G was going to disrupt the, uh, you know, equipment on the plane. I just read about that. It was very difficult to travel back then. Traveling is, is, is not always easy either, even if you can take a plane. It's like, you know, it takes a long time. Another thing that Paul and Barthes Paul and Barnabas uh, faced was conf were confrontations with people and, and, and the things that you face just trying to do what God has called you to do. Also, they had an assistant with them, John Mark. And during this first missionary journey, John Mark said, you know what, I'm out of here, I'm done, I'm not going to follow you, I'm not going to go on. And that created some stress, especially when we got to the point of the second missionary journey. Later on, that was all healed, as you find out. Uh, when you read the rest of the story. There were places, though, that Paul and Barnabas, they were driven out of. 
We don't want you here. There was a time when people, you know, God used Paul and Barnabas to heal somebody, and people, they wanted to worship them. But finally, there was a point where persecution uh, from the religious got so strong that they actually they stoned Paul, they threw rocks at him, stoned him, and they left him for dead. Some think that, that he actually did die, and when the disciples came around and prayed for him, uh, he came back to life. We don't know for sure about that, but the fact of the matter is it was not an easy trip, though it was a good trip. They got to do all different kinds of things. We're going to ask them to share about the things that happened for them, and they're going to need that opportunity in settings like this, but also in smaller groups, but even, I think, in one-on-one I think that might even be more important in a way where, where they can share more freely about things that were difficult for them, where they may not want to share that publicly in a large setting. So I would encourage, encourage you to, to, to try to communicate with them one-on-one, maybe, maybe with the, the kids, maybe with Irene or, or with Anthony. And, and, and the, the thing, thing about that is, is God will use that. You see, for them to share, and I think here in the book of Acts as well, it wasn't, it wasn't just for the church so they could hear about what you know, sending out these missionaries accomplished, but it was for the missionaries too. It was good for them to kind of debrief. Like, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, when you go out and you want to serve and you do something, there's a lot of things that you wish you would have done, things that you wish would have happened. You know, disappointments, as well as, you know, the good stuff. You know, like that song that I, that I shared with you. You know, we've been blessed by God, but, but there's, there's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs too, but it's all mixed in. It's all part of the picture. Now, if they just come and, and say, well, this is all the good stuff that happened, you're only getting half the story. Or if they just come and say all the bad stuff that happened, well, you're only getting half the story, right? We need to hear the whole story. And finally, the fifth point there is that they ministered again. We saw in chapter 15, they were teaching and preaching. They were back at it again. And this is, is what Neil called full integration. And that's the goal, is to, to, to see them get fully integrated into here in America for however long that they're here, here in our church, the Connecticut church, for them to be integrated and, and feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. A couple more lists I want to look at quickly that Neil points out, four areas of concern. Number one, how long should this process take? How, how long does this re-entry thing happen? Uh, I'm figuring like two weeks. They're what's the big deal? They're just coming home, right? That should be long enough. One of the stories in Neil's book says that 
you know, the, the missionary said it took nine months to feel at home again. And they were only away for like between one to two years. It took them nine months just to feel at home. Again, I, when I think about this, it kind of starts blowing circuits in my head. Like, I, I don't, I'm having trouble with it and I live here. Some of the things that affect how long it's going to take. Uh, Neil says, how long were they gone? 17 years. How much things have changed here since they left? A lot has changed. How much they have changed? What's our attitude to them when they come back? Do we even pay attention? How much time do they have to get ready to re-entry? How long did it take to get home? Used to be the missionaries would be on a boat for like two months and they would kind of like gradually, you know, unwind. Their personalities, how, you know, what, what are their ability, uh, abilities to kind of understand? Another thing is, is this idea of denial. Denial is a, is a real thing. No, it's not going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. I guarantee you. And we speak from experience. You know, we, we went out on the mission field for just three years, and it was huge. It took us a long time to kind of figure, like, where are we? Who are we? What is going on? We thought it was supposed to be like this. We thought it was supposed to be like that. Eventually, God worked it all out, and we were, we were still missionaries, right? We were just missionaries to New England instead of England. You all know the story, and that's how we ended up here. Physical uh, areas of challenge that Neil talks about, physical, just the physical challenges of, of even just getting all your stuff together, just to close up the house and, and you know, then... Put your stuff in a shipping container or whatever or carrying it with you onto the plane. That's a, a physical challenge. I'm glad I'm not there, to be honest with you, because it's, it's madness. It's madness. Professional, meaning like work ideas, what are you going to do? Financial, cultural, social, linguistic, national, political educational and spiritual. All these things are the challenges that, that they are going to face, that missionaries, when they return, that they're going to face. And, and some of these things are going to be more than others. Just the culture uh, of, of the United States is extremely different from the culture in the state of Israel. The language is different. The kids all speak Hebrew for the most part. The parents speak Hebrew. They think, you know, when you're, do, when you're speaking like that, your, your mind starts to think in a different language. They might say words and you look at them and please don't laugh at them when they say something that to them in that culture, in that language makes sense. But to us, we go like, that's, man, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. Why do you even say that? The political situation. Wow, I don't even want to go there. Welcome home. <laughs> now, Israel ha has its own political issues, obviously. But crazy, crazy. 
some of the behavior patterns that, that Neil has discovered in his many, many years working with the missionaries is, is number one, uh, alienation, where they, they, they come back and they, they just don't feel like they fit in. And it's like being a you know round peg in a square hole. You just don't feel and and what what can happen? You can like withdraw. Just withdraw from being involved with people because you just don't feel like you fit in. What he's also seen is this idea where they get negative about the culture. Well, it was you know we didn't have to do that when we were back over there in whatever country. And, and you start to be negative and critical. And that, that's a real thing. Trying to escape the whole concept of there have been people, missionaries, that actually committed suicide because they couldn't deal with the changes. But the goal, the pattern that we want to see is to help integrate back into our Society back into our church, churches, and find that place. Some of the areas of care and other areas, moral support, logistic support, financial support, prayer support, communication support. These are areas that we can do our best to, to help. And again, some of this obviously is... We're, we're launching into the great unknown. Some of this we don't know, you know, what, is, what are the things that we're going to need to look out for specifically? We, I, don't, I think a lot of it we don't know until we actually get there, until they get here. And I, and I can kind of see, you know, Anthony maybe saying, you know, we're fine. And you know what? I don't think so. I think, I think we need to to, to step up and, and be, be there for them. So re-entry care is what, uh, what we call it. I, I think that they have been affected in, in positive ways and in negative ways. They've faced persecution from other Christians there. Persecutions. And, and I mean mean persecution. And that's left a kind of a painful sore spot. But on the other hand, you know, I've seen beautiful things and, and, and great things happen. And, and so let's just be sensitive to the parents, to the kids. And let's do our best. You know, there's some practical things that we can do here to get ready for them. Uh, you know, and, and I understand the practical stuff. You know, they need to have this set up and that set up, and we'll do our best to do that. But to me, and my, my way of thinking, that's just the beginning. The rest is kind of all up here and in here for them and for us. So are we up for the challenge? Uh, boy, that was enthusiastic. <laughs> You know, uh, I, I was talking to William about this. I said, are you ready for this? He says, you know what? I don't really have much choice. <laughs> are we up for the challenge? We don't really have much choice, really. This is happening. As much as I'd like to say, wow, are you sure it shouldn't go like this or go like that? This is happening, and, and we, we need to just do whatever we can in whatever way that we can. 
like I said, there's some practical things around here. We need some, some painting and some cleaning. Some of the stuff spelled out on the, the sheet in the back. Carpentry, we need some stuff that uh, can happen. But, but I think pray is really important. Pray for them and pray for this this thing that's going to happen. And, and it's not going to take two weeks. I was just kidding. Some of you thought I was serious about that. Well, maybe one of you did. But we want to just help in whatever way we can. You know, when you read the stories in the reentry team book, there were people who, uh, because their reentry wasn't good, they ended up not serving the Lord anymore. That's not what we want. We want them to be, to, to be helped to get to their next mission assignment, wherever that is, whether that's here in the U.S. or some other place. Right? right. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, let's pray now. In, in uh, two weeks and two days, this goes by very, very quick. If you want to help out in some way, uh, Talk to Sue or Paula or talk to myself. And, and, uh, but pray, please. That's number one. Father in heaven, thank you for your call on people's lives to go out to serve and to, uh, to serve you and to see what you want to do. And as, as uh, Chris was talking about earlier, just showing up. And seeing what you will do, it's been our kind of mantra or motto here uh, that we're just going to show up and see what you will do, Father. And, and uh, they're coming and, and we're here. You've provided a place for us and now we can uh, perhaps use it for a temporary uh, landing zone uh, until you provide a bus or, or some other door opens up but we we just want to commit them to you lord even in these last two weeks when when i know that the the packing and the boxes and the seeing uh, friends and and people uh for the last time for who knows how long for a year at least uh we we pray that you would uh, be with them give them wisdom and help them we pray for the kids lord who Seems to be going along okay, Lord, but it's, it's kind of beyond their understanding. Uh, just have your hand of protection on them as well. But Father, I pray that you, we would see this as an opportunity to serve you. And that we would take care of your, uh, your missionaries well and that, we, that they would uh, know that you have a calling on their lives that is to continue and to serve you in whatever way, whatever place. We thank you, Jesus, that it's by your spirit. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, your word says. So we pray you would fill us with your Holy Spirit to do what you've called us to do. I pray for each one of us, finally, that as we are missionaries, we are missionaries to our neighbors, to our co-workers, to the people in the stores that we meet. 
We're missionaries. I pray you'd empower us by your spirit to to even just to give a blessing and to say the Lord bless you, God bless you, to encourage people that there's more than just what we see. Pray for William again too, Lord, as he goes. Have your hand upon him, Lord. Bless him. Pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together and sing.